Hi, my name is Kathy Pfefferhahn. I'm here to clarify financial topics and make managing your money less mysterious. In a world where finances can be intimidating, I'm here to simplify the complex and make personal finances fun. If you're ready to crack the code on managing your money and your health, then stick around and hear about health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts. I'm going to give you the lowdown on how these accounts can transform the game for your finances and well-being. It's not just about the letters, it's about navigating a smarter path to financial and health success. So if you're ready to turn those ABCs into a plan for a healthier and wealthier you, this is the starting point. Let's delve into the fundamental concepts of health savings accounts, HSAs, and flexible spending accounts, FSAs, and their primary purposes on how they differ from traditional health plans. Health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts are financial tools designed to help individuals manage and save for their health care expenses. HSAs are typically paired with high-deductible health insurance plans, and they offer a triple tax advantage. Contributions are tax-deductible, the funds grow tax-free, and withdrawals for qualified medical expenses are also tax-free. This makes HSAs a powerful long-term saving vehicle for health care costs. In contrast, FSAs are employer-sponsored accounts that allow employees to set aside pre-tax dollars to cover eligible medical expenses. While both HSAs and FSAs can be used for medical expenses such as doctor's visits, prescription medications, certain medical procedures, they both have key differences. HSAs are more portable. The account is owned by the individual and can be carried over from year to year, even if you change employers. On the other hand, FSAs have a use-it-or-lose-it provision, meaning that any unused funds at the end of the plan may be forfeited, although some employers offer a grace period or a carryover option for some of it. Understanding the nuances between HSAs and FSAs is crucial for individuals seeking to optimize their health-related financial planning. HSAs, or health savings accounts, allow you to put money away for qualified medical expenses. And the plan works like this. You must belong to a high-deductible health plan, that's versus a PPO or a health maintenance plan, and it's an insurance plan that has a large deductible, usually thousands, for medical expenses. In 2023, the minimum deductible for an individual was $1,500, and the minimum for a family was $3,000. The plan is eligible for HSA account if you belong to a qualified HDHP, that high-deductible health plan, have no other health plan, are not enrolled in Medicare, and cannot be claimed on someone else's tax return. The tax benefits associated with these accounts include pre-tax contributions, tax-free withdrawals for qualified medical expenses, and potential investment growth. The maximum you can contribute to your HSA is $3,850 a year for an individual and $7,750 a year for a family. Those over 55 may add an additional $1,000 each year, though. These contributions are 100% tax deductible from your income, but if you put more than that in, you're going to pay a 6% tax on that additional amount, and it is not tax deductible. These accounts have another benefit. You can allow them to grow and use it during your old age and apply it towards your medical needs. You'll never lose the money you put in an HSA, and unlike a flexible spending account, at age 65, you can no longer contribute to the account, but you can spend it at any age. If we break down the contribution limits and the rules governing HSAs and FSAs, 
you'll find that they ensure compliance and an understanding of the implications of exceeding these limits. The contributions are tax-free because you can contribute pre-tax while the account grows tax-free. You can invest in stocks or mutual funds or other investment options. Additionally, any of the withdrawals that you take out are tax-free as well. Of course, there are some disadvantages. You might not have enough money to be able to afford that high deductible health plan. And if you use the funds for anything other than medical costs, you're going to owe the income tax and a 20% penalty on the money used. This is not true for those over 65 years old. They're only going to owe the income tax if they use it for other purposes. A detailed list of qualified medical expenses for both HSAs and FSAs can help you make informed decisions on how to utilize your funds for maximum benefit. These pre-tax dollar accounts allow you to pay for deductibles, copays, coinsurance, Medicare's Part B and D, prescription drugs, and other expenses, including some out-of-pocket health care purchases. The IRS has a document called Publication 502, Medical and Dental Expenses, and has a long list of A to Z items that are eligible to use for your HSA or FSA accounts. Some of the more interesting ones are you can purchase artificial limbs, pay for guide dogs, have lead paint removed from your home, and even purchase wigs due to hair loss caused by disease. The rollover options for unused funds in your flexible spending account can be strategically managed and you can grow the accounts over time. FSAs are used for certain out-of-pocket healthcare costs. Although also tax-free, these funds do have an expiration date. You must use whatever you've set aside within one year, and some plans do have an additional two-and-a-half-month grace period. However, you can only carry over $610 to use the following year. So carefully consider how much you'll have taken out. I suggest a look back to see how much you've spent in the previous year or what expenses you're planning for in the upcoming year. Maybe you need surgery, dental work, or are going to pay quite a bit in prescription drugs. These can all be considered and planned for when deciding how much to keep out of your pay for the year. Of course, at year's end, you'll want to make sure and spend any money that's still in the account over that so that you don't lose it if it exceeds the 610 rollover amount. The IRS specifies that you can make changes to your FSA elections during open enrollment or if you experience any of these. A change in marital status through divorce or death of your spouse or even getting married. If you have a child or adopt a child. If your employment status changes, you may also no longer be qualified for this plan. Conversely, HSAs can be changed at any time for any reason. You should consider incorporating HSAs and FSAs into your long-term financial health strategies while contemplating factors like retirement planning, anticipated health care needs, and your potential shifts in income. Both of these plans offer great benefits for both your medical and financial planning. Only you can decide which one's best for you. My name's Kathy. Thanks for joining me on this journey to financial empowerment. If you're new here, please leave a comment so that other people can find me easily. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to.